Let me tell you about Built Bar. Uh, Pat and I both love Built Bars. Uh, because do you remember when we used to eat Atkins stuff? Yeah. Oh, so nasty. Really so was. nasty. This is stuff that is a protein bar uh, <laughs> and low in calories, low in net carbs, uh, high, high in protein, really good for you. Uh, and it's made with real chocolate and it tastes fantastic. What's your favorite flavor? Uh, the caramel. Really? Yeah, I love it. I love the mint. Love it. The mint brownie is so good. I mean, they really are great. They're candy bars. Except they're protein bars and they're good for you. Blah, blah, blah. About 120 calories. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code BEC15. Get 15% off your order now. Promo code BEC15 for 15% off. Do it now. Built.com. number is in <laughs> it is so great too i mean it's not 20 percent you right. know uh, right it's it's not 30 percent right it's not 45 percent it's a little more than you know transitory and a little more than they expected but the great news is we're setting records we're setting records <laughs> it hasn't been this high in over 40 years Yay! Yay! We'll give you all the news coming up. As usual, Stu is taking his elitist trip to the Super Bowl. Every year. Every year. Uh, So anyway, I'm glad this year he has to wear a mask. He (laughs) says he's not going to. Oh, did he? (laughs) What a rebel. He he will. I've already reported him in advance. Anyway, Patriot Mobile is our sponsor. Uh, So, by the way, he's taking his trip out. So, Pat is joining me today. Patriot Mobile uh, is a business that you will love doing business with because they share your values. A lot of times, it's not possible, you know. Hey, I want to go to Disney. Disney? Are you kidding me? They, They are in bed with China. They're pushing all kinds of crap on your children. And uh, they're going to cost you an arm and a leg. Yeah, well, where else can I go to take my kids, right? When it comes to your phone service, it's Patriot Mobile. These guys believe in the same thing. They're fighting the good fight with their own money out of some of their profits. They take and they are supporting entities and supporting causes that you believe in. Right to life, right to free speech, right to have a gun. Patriot Mobile not only offers you the same great coverage as everybody else because they're on the same towers, 
Uh, they have better customer service, and you'll save about 50% of what you're paying right now. Most people do. It's patriotmobile.com slash Beck. Get free activation, 972-PATRIOT, patriotmobile.com slash Beck. Wow. I am so excited. I am so excited. It's not every day you can say we have the highest inflation rate since 1982. It's uh, they were expecting a 7.2, a little higher than that. It was 7.5. And uh, I'm just I'm excited. I'll be really thrilled when it gets over 10 percent. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be fun to pay more, won't it? Won't it? Yeah, it'll be fun. So this is like the government because the government is doing this. They're printing and spending all of this money. Uh, And so that's why you have now. 7.5% 7.5% of your dollar is just gone up in smoke. Congratulations on that. That's now imagine, remember Joe Biden said, I'm not going to tax anybody. I mean, the wealthy are going to get a tax, but not the average man. You just got the, because it's the government doing this. You are now paying 7.5% more in taxes. And that's this month. It may be 8% next month. By the end of the year, it will be 10%. Congratulations. I think this is great. So another 10% tax coming your way. And nobody has to vote on it. It's the perfect progressive tax. Mm. (sighs) How much were the banks getting from the Fed, like nightly, for a really long time? Uh, They're still getting it. And that's what I thought. Yeah, 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 they're still getting it. It continues. Well, it was up to uh, 1.5%. Uh, one point five trillion dollars. Cumulative, right? No, no, no. Every night? Uh, yeah, every night. Uh, sorry, every no. week. Every week. Every week. One point five point... trillion a week. Yeah, and it's been ninety-five weeks. So, you do the math. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. And we're at seven point five percent inflation. Oh, this is just the that's beginning. That's a gift. Yeah, this is just this yeah. is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. Unreal. You are you are going to see the collapse mm. of the U.S. dollar. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. It's coming. We know the Federal Reserve because of a FOIA request that <laughs> was filed in 2012. Because you can't question what the Fed has done for two years. Okay. It's mm-hmm. like the Capitol Police, but Capitol Police, you could never question. The Federal Reserve, you can't question. You can't ask for any information for two solid years because, well, national security reasons. It's none of your beeswax. Yeah. So for one thing. Uh, they said to us in 2010, they gave, they bailed the banks out, which I love. They bailed the banks out because the banks were becoming too fragile. Uh-huh. Who, who is the Fed? It's not a government agency. Who is the Fed? Banks. The banks. So they came in with their one suit and said, my gosh, these banks have been irresponsible and they've got to clean their mess up, but we've got to bail them out. Otherwise, the entire thing collapses. And then they change suits and they're like, and we really will change our ways as soon as we get this money from the Fed. And then they change their suit back into the Fed suit and they're like, you better learn your lesson. Here, here's five trillion dollars that's what they told us in 2010 the number that they gave in 2008 through 2010 was not five trillion they lied to us it is now officially we have the records 30 
trillion dollars they gave to the bank. And experts say, not sure any of that has ever been paid out. And now they're doing over a trillion dollars every week for 95 weeks. That can't be a problem. Can it? <laughs> it's not a problem at all. Not a problem at all. By the way, something else we exposed on TV while we're talking about the Fed. Something else we exposed on uh, TV. Um, you know... We told you that the government was making money on uh, the Pfizer vaccine. Right. And we thought that might be something that they should tell people. You know what I mean? That maybe mm. why they're forcing everybody to get the vaccine is because they're making a profit. Now, imagine, imagine in any other scenario, you knew that somebody was making a profit on it and they were saying this is the worst thing ever you all have to in fact i'm lobbying the government to make sure that everybody gets it everybody would say ah we got to take his word you know kind of a with a grain of salt maybe an entire salt mine because he's making so much money on this right wouldn't we we have now verification there is a fed account set up at the Fed, for the federal government, for all of the deposits of the dollars that the United States government is making on the vaccine. I got the paperwork, showed it last night. Huh. Mm. Huh. Nobody cares. There is the paperwork there. Nobody mm. cares. Nobody cares. The corruption this is unbelievable. 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 We really need to pay attention i've got a, a guy who's been watching this for oh forever uh, he wrote a book about a year year and a half ago on you know esg what's coming etc cetera, etc cetera. nobody paid attention to it maybe we should have um no we should have uh no maybes about it and he can tell you exactly what's going on um uh, but more importantly he also can tell you who's involved and what you need to do. And I will tell you, as Pat and I were talking today, yesterday I read to you the Department of Homeland Security, their latest terrorist bulletin. And they say the number one threat, these podcasts that are just uh, spreading false information mm. and conspiracy theories. Can't have it. No, can't have it. Uh, by the way, in a completely unrelated story, the uh, World Economic Forum, you know, the people behind the Great Reset, um, they also came out and uh, they did a 10 day, you know, uh, a trial run, if you will, a war game of what happens if the financial system starts to collapse. What do we do? Well, they figured out. In this 10-day uh, war game, that the first thing they have to do is silence the voices that are providing misinformation, disinformation, or making people question the official story from the United States government or the governments anywhere around the world. So they got to shut these podcasters down. I guarantee you there's coming a time you will not hear my voice. So please do your homework now. Know it. That's why I'm so frustrated with the book. You can buy the Kindle book. You can buy the the audio book. And the audio book is really, really good. Somebody 
unbelievably talented ready um (laughs) but uh it's a really good thing but you have to have a paper copy of the book you have to you have to uh because you have to know what the corruption is and where it's where it's going where it's coming from um i i will tell you that uh uh, one of my uh one of my producers uh last night before we went on the air said hey i just want to show you a chalkboard that you did in uh, i think it was 2016 or 2017 and it was the things to watch for for the new world order didn't know what it was going to be called at that time didn't know the great reset just called it the new world order um and uh i said there's gonna be four things and they're all gonna cascade into each other i said i don't know what what comes first or whatever, but this is the what, what we have to watch for. One, polarization leads to civil unrest. Huh. Are we there? Are we there? Oh, yeah. I mean, look at what's happening. Next hour, I'm going to tell you a little bit about uh, Canada and the truckers. Look what they're doing with the truckers. And now the Department of Homeland Security just released another bulletin said looks like maybe this weekend these truckers in america are going to start doing this and the department of homeland security is uh, on high alert and police officers and highway patrol need to know this may be coming through your town excuse me this is our freedom of assembly we can do this what are you talking mm-hmm. about uh they're radicals they're dangerous they're terrorists they're going to occupy places really like occupy wall street like that, that you didn't shut down because they had a right to be heard, a right to be in the streets. Remember that? So polarization leads to civil unrest. The second one is economic destabilization, volatility, stocks, banks, and prices. Good thing we haven't seen any of that. I haven't seen any of that. Three, this one is the only one that we're a little behind on. Tech disruption, jobs, finance, communication, and privacy. We're mm. on the privacy thing. Communication, For they're sure. shutting down. But jobs is the big one yet to come. And the fourth one, and I said, this is what's going to push us into the new world order because these people will collude. Listen, trust implosion, government, media, tech, finance, justice, EDU, and big corporations. Said that five years ago. That's before we knew anything about CRT. That's it. Big corporations before we knew anything about ESG justice before we knew anything about the FBI. Mm. This is here. Everything that we talked about in the past. If you've ever, ever put any credibility in what I say, I am telling you it is here right now. And it's time for us to be really, really calm, very confident, uh, but start to do the things, the only things that you can do to stop this. And, you know, it's not violence. It is standing up. It is standing up. It is standing up in your local zoning board meetings, in your local school board meetings, at your local schools. You notice these states are now starting to uh, drop all of the mask mandates, except for your kids. In schools. Now, why would that happen? Other than the fact that the unions rule our schools and all of the governors and everybody else are afraid of the teachers unions. Stand up. Where are the teachers that say enough is enough? 
enough is enough. Are they going to rise up? Are the police officers, where are the FBI agents that know their Justice Department has gone corrupt? Where are they? Because I really want to believe in the average FBI guy. But if you remain silent, I don't have any confidence there's anybody on the inside that's not part of it. It has to change. Silence in the face of evil is evil itself. Not to stand is to stand. You're not going to be held blameless for this stuff. You're not unless you stand. Now is the time that we have to stand up in our own communities in a peaceful way, in our own jobs and say, no, nope. You know, you want to do a, you want to do a little uh, meeting where I have to, where I have to confess my privilege. No, no. I confess to an almighty God. I don't confess to the mob, a mob that says there is no forgiveness. I recognize my whiteness. I call them blessings. And I think everyone should recognize their blessings, no matter what color or what they have or don't have. And every night, I recognize the privilege that I do not deserve. I don't deserve the forgiveness. I don't deserve the planet. I don't deserve my ease of my life. I know it's a gift that I was born in this country. And yes, white. I, I know those things. And that's why I get down on my knees every day and thank my God for those blessings and ask him how can I serve you? And his response is, help your fellow man. And that's my addressing my privilege. And I do it to God every day, not to a mob, not to a mob. Uh, and I would suggest that all of us who do believe in God, we start saying those things. We start recognizing our privilege and get on our knees and thank God that we live at this time in this country, but recognize that that means we have a responsibility to stand up for him and all the others that are going to be destroyed by what is coming. Stand up for your fellow man and uh, choose your God. Choose your God. Is it the government? Is it social media? Is it status? Is it the mob? Is it socialism? Is it social justice? Or is it, I hate to sound old timey, but God, God, God. Which one? Choose and stand. All right, let me tell you a series of books that you must have. This is a must have in every home. This is, I don't care if you don't have kids. When you see kids and they come over because they're, I don't know, they're going to put, you know, their snotty hands all over your furniture or something because you have friends that have kids. Make sure you have the Tuttle Twins books. They are not going to learn things through osmosis. They have to know the road to serfdom and what causes the road to serfdom. They have to know who did the founders get these ideas from and where did they come from and why do they work? Why does socialism and big government always lead to oppression? 
They need the facts and they're starving for them. Now, you can get them for little kids. You can get them for young adults. It's the Tuttle Twins books. Make sure your home, your children's uh, library, your grandchildren's library have these books and read them to them. Right now, 35% discount off the normal price. They're giving away a copy of their magazine. Yes, they have one. Plus 12 activity books, all of it, free. 35% discount off of the books themselves. Get this deal. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Do it before Friday night to get both the bonus and the discount. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. All right, so uh, Pat and I were talking today uh, on his show about, okay, so what do we do about ESG? Let me explain what's happening right now to your money. The Federal Reserve is printing money like it's going out of style. Thus, the 7.5, which is a gift at this point, it's so low, uh, the 7.5% un- uh, or inflation rate. That's because the Fed is just printing money and giving it to whom? The big banks, which is them. Bank of America, City, Chase, Wells Fargo, all of those, J.P. Morgan. Then the banks, they give it to BlackRock, Blackstone, Vanguard, all of these other big companies that are investing in the future. BlackRock then buys, many times controlling shares of companies, Um, Apple, Nike, Coke, Carhartt, Disney, ESPN, all these big companies, they're all getting money from Vanguard, Blackstone, BlackRock. Those those investment firms are saying, yeah, I'm not going to invest in you unless you have a good ESG score. Hmm. And uh, so you're not going to get any of the money. Bank of America, City, Chase, Wells Fargo. They are also saying the same things. Uh, We can't give you loans unless you have a good ESG score. This is all started, really. The big kingpin here is BlackRock. I'm going to tell you what you need to do to stop this. There's two things that you personally can do and need to do. And we'll tell you about it next. The Glenn Back Program. Oh, every device that you own, which can go online, that also might be your refrigerator at this point, um, poses a certain amount of risk to your identity getting stolen by a cyber criminal. Um, you know, and I don't want you living in fear in this. I just want you to know that this is happening. It's a real threat. Uh, China is trying to get all of the data. I mean, really, your refrigerator, you you put just what's in your refrigerator along with other metadata of yours and give it to China. They know who you are. They know everything about you. That's one kind of cyber threat. The other is these cyber criminals that come out and they either extort you because they have all of your information and your keys uh, or they just use your identity. Nobody can stop all this stuff. But I will tell you, LifeLock was the first in. They are the best, in my opinion, at solving it. 
Sign up right now. Take this off your plate so you don't have to think about it. 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK at 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Go there now. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Check out Glenn's latest book, The Great Reset, right now at glennsnewbook.com. Uh, I want to introduce you to somebody that I just uh, met over uh, Skype last night. And I wish I would have known him a long time ago. You could have set me straight a long time ago. He is the director of the Political Forum Institute and the author of a book that came out last year, The Dictatorship of Woke Capital, How Political Correctness Has Captured Big Business. His name uh, is uh, Stephen Sukup. And uh, Stephen, welcome to the um, radio program, the Glenn Beck program. How are you? I'm I'm well, Glenn. Thank you very much for having me. You bet. Now you were on with me last night, um, and we we talked for about ten minutes. And I think there's a lot for people to go back and watch the TV show on Blaze TV and get that. I want to start with the number one question I get from people, Glenn. Why would these big corporations do this and sabotage? capitalism can you answer that i could try um generally when we're talking about corporations that are going woke that are embracing this cultural leftism uh most of them are getting pressure from one of three directions they're either getting pressure from the bottom up which is employees uh, who are uh, interested in changing the politics of the corporation. Uh, they're getting pressure from the top down, which would be from the C-suites. Uh, Disney, for example, uh, when Bob Iger was the CEO, was definitely moving in that direction because that's what Bob Iger wanted. Uh, and then uh, companies also get pressure from the outside in. Um, this includes activist shareholders. It includes just general activists. And it's all sorts of people who want to put pressure on these corporations to take a political stance. So how many of them are really aware of ESG um, and what the World Economic Forum is going to use these things for? How many of them are like, yeah, I'm, I'm on board with that? Well, I, I think there's probably a, a bare minimum that are on board with it. Um, but most of them are scared to death to resist. Um, they know what happened to Exxon last year, for example, uh, when engine number one, a uh, small hedge fund, decided to try and put environmentalists on their board of directors. Uh, what happened was uh, all of the large asset management firms, BlackRock and State Street and Vanguard, all threw their weight behind the environmentalists and, in fact, replaced three of the company's uh, directors with these radical environmentalists who want the company to uh, quit uh, producing fossil fuels. Uh, so the, the Leaders and the directors of these companies understand that there are people out there who wield an awful lot of power and can do an awful lot of things uh, if they don't comply. So I think most of them are just complying simply to save their own skins, which would be I mean, historically, that doesn't work out well, because if you don't absolutely it doesn't you don't stand up, you end up selling your soul and you're like, oh, my gosh, now I'm in real trouble. Correct. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, in the book, I believe I refer to it as Churchill's crocodile because of a, a phrase that mm. Churchill said that, you know, it's you feed the crocodile eventually, um, you know, he waits to get you last, but he eventually gets to you. Yeah. Um, so last night we started talking about what people can do about it. And I have said, mm -hmm. move your money. One of the first things you can do, move your money out of these big banks that are pushing ESG 
move them into credit unions or local, local, local banks uh, that keep their loans, et cetera, et cetera, and are promising to stand against ESG um, and and are pouring money into your local economy. That's an important thing. The states have got to pass anti-ESG financing laws, and we've got 20 states that are working on that right now. But you said you proposed another idea that I hadn't thought about. And this one uh, sounds really effective and it goes right to Vanguard or BlackRock, et cetera. Yeah. um, If if people are uh, interested in stopping what's going on, then they need to be interested in where their investments are, where their retirement savings is being invested, uh, because the chances are pretty good that it's being invested in companies like BlackRock, like Vanguard, like State Street that are pushing this very political agenda. Um, You know, one of the things that the states have done is to take some of their funds, the funds that they have direct control over, and remove it from, from BlackRock investment funds. Uh, because specifically, they don't want to allow BlackRock to use their money uh, to leverage Larry Fink's political goals. And, and that's the type of thing that you can try uh, to do on an individual level. Now, if you work for a big company uh, with a big 401k plan that you know is centered in you know a city a long ways from you, then you're not going to have a whole lot of luck trying to get them to change their minds about where to put the 401 one K plan. But the truth is most Americans work for small businesses. Most Americans know their employer. Most Americans have an opportunity uh, to change how their retirement funds are being used. And this is important for a couple of reasons. Not only does it stop or would help stop uh, these companies, once you take the money away from them, they're in trouble. Um, But the other thing is, is if you look at BlackRock's philosophy, et cetera, et cetera, and all of these ESG companies that are investing your money, they are not looking at profit anymore as the main driver. In fact, they might take deals that are worse for you, um, but better for the environment and social justice, et cetera. Correct? Yeah, that's absolutely true. Uh, you know, CalPERS, the California uh, pension system, the, the public pension system in California was among the first large asset management firms to go woke, to say, you know, this is something we're going to do. We're going to invest in ESG. And their returns have consistently over five, six, seven years been two to three percent lower uh, than average market returns, which is to say that they're achieving uh, their political goals while at the same time punishing the firemen in Sacramento and the policemen in Encinito and, you know, all of the, the public employees who are counting on this money for their retirement. They're getting them less returns in order to uh, push their political agenda. So how does that work with f- fiduciary responsibility? Well, it, they touch it. Um, you know, Larry Fink uh, just put out his annual letter to CEOs last week, and he said, look, it is my fiduciary responsibility to find companies that are preparing for net zero uh, and are preparing for the climate that's going to be surrounding this transition uh, in the way we produce energy. And if I didn't do that, then I wouldn't be meeting my fiduciary responsibility. So he's basically making up a new category of responsibility. And the the sad thing is that the the SEC and the Department of Labor and all of these government agencies that are pushing uh, ESG investments uh, essentially are enabling him to do so. 
So if you are in any kind of index, like your money is with Vanguard, or what are the big ones? Vanguard, Blackstone, BlackRock. Right. Those? Uh, the, the, big three, the big three generally are considered to be BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, okay. uh, who together have just over $20 trillion in assets under management. And so if you can, get it out of, of those three because they're really leading the way uh, for they're this. Leading, yeah, they are absolutely leading the way. And, and, and it doesn't matter to them whether you are invested in, the, in an ESG fund. They will take any fund, any leverage they have, any money that they have to use uh, against companies and push their political agenda. It doesn't matter if it's ESG. As you mentioned uh, at the beginning of this interview, uh, Larry Fink has, has decided that the most important investment criteria for uh, his firm to look at is sustainability. It's no longer pure profit. It's about sustainability. So what they're doing is they're taking a, a different approach uh, to the purpose of a corporation, and it's going to cost people in their retirements. And it's happening even at our treasury. It is, it's happening all over the world. Um, yeah. the, you know, the governments are doing the same thing. Well, it's not necessary, you know, not necessarily the best thing uh, in the short run for people or for uh, you know, even the economy, but it'll be better in the long run, which I can't see how it is. Can you? No, I absolutely cannot. And, and in fact, I, I think that Boris Johnson is going to find out pretty quickly. Uh, they're going to end up uh, with a new prime minister, and he's going to claim that it was because he kept going to uh, having Christmas parties. But the truth of the matter is that his conservative transition to debt zero in Great Britain has, has cost the British people an awful lot with rising energy prices and uh, an energy crisis. And this is what the future looks like in a net zero environment. I can't understand why more people aren't concerned. I mean, I guess, I guess because they just don't think it could ever happen here. Um, but the direction we're running with all electric uh, cars being uh, rolling out of the factories, all electric cars rolling out of the factories, um, you know, by 2030, um, the death of the gasoline engine, uh, the shutting down of coal plants, uh, you know, the um, the fact that we're no longer investing in any fossil fuels. This this is one of the worst. This will just cause misery and death all over the world you can't do that in eight years right yeah the, the only people who seem to acknowledge that at this point uh are the uh chinese communist party who has said that it will do its best to transition but it it's not going to punish its people for its uh transition to uh a zero carbon uh future that it will do whatever it has to do to make sure that its people have the energy it needs to continue to be uh, economically pr productive you said last night, and, and then I'll let you go, but you said last night that the left has tried everything for the last hundred years, and they've kind of captured everything, but this is the final piece. They finally really understood it. Can you go through that? Well, uh, if you look at the history of the way the cultural institutions in the West 
uh, have evolved over the past hundred years. Uh, one by one, they've all fallen uh, to what amounts to cultural leftism. Um, the only one that stood standing from about 1970 onward was was big business. Uh, and now big business obviously is the, is the final target. Uh, if big business falls, then there's no bulwark to stop it. That this this is essentially uh, the way our society becomes. This is uh, you know they've captured every institution of uh, cultural transmission in the West, and you know this and that's pretty much the end of it. Yeah. Um, the way you phrased it last night is they tried with the Supreme Court. They they did Hollywood. Right. Uh, you know, they took education. They've taken and this is it. This is the last yep. piece. It's quite fascinating. Thank you so much for being on. I, I hope we get a chance to uh, talk again. Appreciate it. God bless. Excellent. You bet. Thanks, Colin. You bet. Okay. That's uh, Stephen Sukup, uh, who is um, the author of a book, came out about a year and a half ago. The Dictatorship of Woke Capital, How Political Correctness Captured Big Business. I really believe that this this was set into motion back in the 80s uh, because of, of Reagan. And that was the whole thing about the Tides Foundation. We got to get and capture the board of directors. And that is exactly like he said, these companies, some of them are afraid to go the other direction because of the pressure. And they saw what happened to uh, uh, Exxon. How do you put three environmentalist wackos onto the board of directors for Exxon that want Exxon to get out of the oil and fossil fuel business? You do it because the Tides Foundation worked uh, and they have captured and will continue to capture the board of Every single big business, which is why it is so important. Local, local, local. Don't support um, any of these big businesses if you can do business locally. Bill Barr is uh, our sponsor this half hour. Uh, Bill Barr is just the best, and they're always coming out with new flavors. Pat said to me just a few minutes ago, we were talking off air um about their their latest thing their puffs oh my so good gosh those are good yeah they are do you yeah. like do you like banana yes oh, the banana marshmallow the puff is so it's great good i love it these are marshmallow puffs and uh they come in different flavors and then they're coated in chocolate <laughs> i just they mm. are so you are missing out this is the first ever protein-infused marshmallow, fluffy, delightful, delicious, uh, and they're covered in real chocolate. They are fantastic. Please check these out. Low-calorie and high-protein. It's Built. Built.com. Scroll through their, uh, their macros chart. You're going to be amazed. Uh, it is Built.com. Use the promo code BEC15. Get 15% off your order. Promo code BEC15BUILT.COM. The Glenn Beck Program. Miss a day, miss a lot. Visit BlazeTV.com today and never miss a moment of truth. We're going to talk about inflation and the things that you can do. Inflation numbers came out today. They're higher than what they were saying. 
Uh, what a surprise. Uh, and they were saying that we're going to be bad at 7.2. It is now 7.5% inflation. Prices at the grocery store are going up again. Uh, your gas price is now, on average, uh, close to $4 a gallon. Uh, the the Democrats are now thinking, well, we should suspend the tax on gas. Oh, really? Really? How are you going to pay for all the crap on infrastructure that you say you mm-hmm. have to pay for now? That's one. And two, you know, there's a better way of doing it. And that is just uh, rescind all of the executive orders. Let people start. uh Drilling for oil again and building a pipeline and we will become a net exporter of energy and uh, the price will go down dramatically. No, 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 because that hurts the environment. (laughs) Okay, all right. So don't don't be fooled. They are going to be they are going to be claiming victory on covid. Uh, They're going to be claiming victory. They're going to do things like they will temporarily ban the gas tax. I think they will do this and you'll start to feel less of the pressure before the election. And they'll say, see, we, well, I mean, we did these things. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And after the election, that gas tax will go right back into place. They don't want cheap gas. By the way, uh, Pat was just saying, I didn't know about BlackRock quickly. I, they, they gobbled up Merrill Lynch, Barclays, State Street, Helix Financial. I mean, these are massive, massive yeah. financial institutions. They, they are own the, them all. They're the ones pulling all of the strings. They are wow. the puppet master. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let me just say uh, that American Financing would like you to uh, look at your, your mortgage, consolidate your debts at a lower interest rate, explore other types of loans. Uh, you know, there's some there's some things going on. Rate hikes are coming. If not, inflation just is going to keep barreling through. But rate hikes most likely are coming. What does that mean for you? Um, your credit card interest is going to go up. Anything that you owe uh, that you don't have locked into a, a fixed rate, it's going to go up by a lot. So please consider calling American Financing now, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net, AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440. They don't work for the big banks, they work for you. All right, we're going to talk a little bit about inflation. Also, how to research your bank's um, ESG activity. How, how do you find... Uh, the the bank that you should be banking with at this point. We have Carol Roth joining us here in a second. Stand by.
here is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. <laughs> this is the Glenn Beck Program. Um, that it is. That it is. It's my birthday, and somebody just sent me some amazing cake. But the good news is we have Carol Roth here, so I can eat while she's talking about some very, very important things. <laughs> the new inflation numbers are out. What does this mean to you, your pocketbook? It's worse than they were expecting. What a surprise. We go there in 60 seconds. So, so rough greens, which is not a dog food, it is a little like, well, I just got this mm, big box in from the Cake Girl, season four. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, yeah. Glam. Hope it's the sweetest ever. <laughs> Thank you for all your support. It means the world to us. The Cake Girl team. You probably shouldn't talk with your mouth full, but yeah. it's hard not to when your mouth is full. And, and you, you have talk, to talk. You talk for a living. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> if you've never heard of the Cake Girl, <clears throat> go to her. Go to her uh, Instagram page. They make these little. I don't even know. They're cakes jars of in cake. a little jar, and they are so so good, unbelievably good. Anyway, we were supposed to be talking about rough greens, which I think our dogs feel like rough greens, like we feel about the Cake Girl. Um. <clears throat> Your dog will love it. My dog did not eat his food ever. I had to hand feed him. It was just a nightmare every time we had to feed Uno. Now he runs to the bowl and it, we, we feed him the same dry kibble food. It's not a food with rough greens. It's a supplement you put on the food and they not only love it, but I'm telling you, they change. Try this. You can get a free bag just to try out. Make sure your dog loves it. If your dog loves it half as much as Uno does, Keep feeding them the uh, whatever you're feeding them and put Rough Greens and mix it in. You will see a difference in your dog. Roughgreens.com, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck. All right. It is always a privilege to have somebody that I honestly have been looking for for 10 years plus. Somebody who speaks the, you know, common person's language and sees, you know, what's going on with money. And can actually not only explain it to the common person, but sees it from the common person's point of view. Like, what does that mean for groceries? Her name is Carol Roth. Uh, she is the author of The War on Small Business. She's a former investment banker, a Wall Street investment banker. And uh, we've invited her on to talk about the new inflation numbers uh, and also the things that you need to do. She wrote a great article on the 11 things, uh, was it 11 or 10, Carol? It was 11, uh, right? With, with, with inflation, it's seven. Glenn. It's seven. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, you, that everybody needs to do right now. Carol, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm doing well. First of all, happy birthday. The good news is with inflation, it is now only your 29th birthday. So <laughs> that's, that's a great. fantastic thing. That is and great. I should have known that uh, we are both Aquarians. It all is like coming together. Yeah. Now. Okay. I, I don't. I don't follow that stuff. But uh, somebody said Stu has his birthday yesterday. Um, uh, Sarah Gonzalez, who also works here, has her birthday right. this week. And they said not only guys all kind of think alike, but you're all left-handed. Are you left-handed? 
I am ambidextrous, and uh, Ooh, I typically off. I typically write with my left hand. I pick sort of one to go with for each activity, and the wow. writing is typically left. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, Carol, um, let's talk about the new inflation numbers. It's worse Ooh. than they thought it would be, and they thought it was going to be bad. Uh, they thought it would be seven point two. It's now seven point five. Is that three point difference? You know, or three tenths of a point difference? Is that significant? Uh, I mean, it's significant if you're going out and you're shopping and buying gasoline and okay. trying to live your life, certainly. <laughs> but um, other than that. <laughs> yeah, other than that. Um, it's significant in terms of the market and the Federal Reserve and the decisions that they are going to make in terms of raising interest rates and how fast they do it, how often they do it, and how big those might be. So th- we we knew, well, any, anybody with a brain could have predicted this entirely predictable outcome. We knew that it was going to be a very high number. The fact that it is slightly higher than the high number that everybody was projecting means that it puts more pressure on the Federal Reserve to raise interest rates, which ends up flowing through the economy. So if you're somebody sitting at home going, well, you know, why do I really care about that? Well, it ends up flowing through and affecting things like mortgage rates and credit card rates and likely and, uh, you know, so on and so forth. The one thing that it probably won't unfortunately um, affect that much is the rate that you get on your savings in the bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically it would, but in the scenario that we've had uh, over the last you know, <laughs> couple of years, years, but even the last sort of 10 to 15 years is the reality is the banks don't need that much money to be able to lend. So, of course, the individual consumer is getting screwed in all of this. Um, and you know that is how it really impacts. You know, it's really amazing to me. Um, there was a big meeting on Wall Street held with the president and he just it happened just uh, either this week or late last week. And he went over inflation and everything that is happening I don't really even know what he said, but he's telling everybody on Wall Street, he's telling everybody in the big banks, prepare, buckle up. And he's not saying that to the American people. We are really, for the first time, I feel the power of the elites. They don't seem to care about the average person. No, I mean, you can see in the telegraphing of the inflation, either the people who are making multi-trillion dollar decisions either don't have any idea what they're doing or they are blatantly lying because anybody with a brain could have figured this out. They told us there wasn't going to be inflation. It wasn't going to be material. It was going to be, quote unquote, transitory, that word that we heard over mm-hmm. and over again, media is repleting. Then we heard it was going to be good for you. It was only going to impact the rich. Um, you know, I remember back last Fourth of July, while they were trying to tell us how great it was, we were going to save sixteen cents on our Fourth of July barbecue. Right. Now we have the highest inflation rate in forty years, and the reality is that some of the costs you know, really haven't started to flow through the system. Right. You have companies like Coca Cola and Unilever who are just now talking about um, the ability for them to pass pricing increases onto the consumer, which means that they have not finished doing that yet. You have you know, all of these jobs yet to be filled, which means people are going to come in and demand higher wages. That is going to flow through the companies, make it more expensive for them to operate, not only for their own employees, but from all of their vendors and suppliers employees who are now having to raise their prices. 
And so that means that's going to get passed on to you. And then that means, okay, well, I need more money to live. So I'm going to go back and ask for a raise. And this ends up in something that's called a wage price spiral, right. uh, which again means that your dollar is buying fewer goods and services. Right. And once you hit that spiral, it is really hard. That's what, you know, that's why when inflation was coming and Joe Biden was like, you know, the reason why people aren't working, you got to pay them more. And I thought, you can't spend this money and tell companies to pay people more because when inflation hits, that spiral begins. And how do you get out of it except higher interest rates? I mean, this is the point that I've been making for so long is people want higher wages. But if your wages don't keep pace with inflation um, or even exactly with inflation, uh, you're not getting anything more. So all of a sudden we're going to end up paying twenty three dollars for a slice of pizza. Sure, you'll have a higher wage in terms of the headline number, but it's not buying anything more. It's that buying power that we really care about. And unfortunately, because we don't have financial literacy and economic literacy, in this country, even though you know we pay for the education, we should. Um, you know, this is the mentality of too many people, and they keep pushing these programs um, and this agenda that keeps stoking inflation and decreasing the purchasing power for the average American. And I really think this is going to work because of an uneducated um, uh, country. This Build Back Better is now being billed as... We're going to pay for your uh, health care. We're going to pay for your child care. Uh, we're going to help you out with your rent. Yes. All of these giveaways, which is not that that is. I mean, remember, Build Back Better is about infrastructure, about changing everything. <laughs> That's this is the stuff they want people yeah. to focus on. But when you uh, hold that out to people who can't make their rent, can't afford child care, then the longer this plays out and they will get this through at some point because they're causing all of the problems and people won't realize, well, that's going to make things much worse. Absolutely. It not only gets more people on the government dole, it puts more into the government purview, but then it ends up increasing the costs for everybody. All you have to look at to see this playing out is the nationalization of the student loan industry and what happened um, to the price of college once the United States government decided that they were going to be the primary lender. And unfortunately, again, because we don't have this sort of core financial literacy, now you're getting these college who are selling you know high five and six figure educations that are worth a fraction um, of that frankly to, to teenagers I mean the government is the largest predatory lender in mm-hmm. the entire country and you're gonna see the same thing if they start doing this um, you know with things like you know daycare and, and you know other services those are going to continue to increase in cost and the cost of living for everybody is going to go through the roof at roof and we are not going to have the wealth creation opportunities we're going to end up best case scenario uh, like Europe in a giant welfare state and worst case scenario you end up like Venezuela it is terrifying because it seems to me that we are on the track of venezuela um not a welfare state i don't see how you stop this with the current thinking not only in washington but in business the thinking of blackrock that now is taking people's investment money and they have openly admitted it's part of their policy 
we don't necessarily look for the best return on investment. We learn we look for the best return uh, for the environment and social justice and governance. I don't think the people who are putting their hard earned 401k money into the hands of Vanguard or uh, or, um, you know, BlackRock are really that interested in uh, social justice over return on investment. And no one is telling people this. They are impoverishing people while they're getting wildly wealthy. Yeah, all of this is the disruption of the free market, freedom, choice, transparency, guardrails of property rights, and basically, you know, a whole bunch of people making decisions. Instead, we are moving towards a situation where you have a handful of people who are making decisions on behalf of everybody. They're using force, coercion, and control. And as we've seen, I mean, look at the inflation scenario, which has been entirely caused by the government. When you have a handful of people Mm -hmm. who are making these decisions, they say they know better, but they never do. They just don't have all of the information that is processed when you have millions or billions of transactions going on. And so the idea that they can engineer, oh, here's where we think the dollars should be going, not based on any business metrics, but just based on their pet projects, it's no different than the government doing that allocation. And it does, it decreases innovation, it decreases choice, um, and it threatens you know, our position as that innovative leader in the world. Unfortunately, and I've said this to you before, you know, we are that skinniest kid at fat camp, um, so you know we don't have another country out there that's really in a great position to step in and fill that void, and uh, uh, you know that's unfortunate not just for the United States but for the world. Yeah, you know what uh, is terrifying about that is um, that's that's what I guess you could tell yourself if you were in a cancer ward and uh, everybody had cancer worse than yours, but yeah. yours was still. Maybe terminal, but you'll be the last one to die. That right. that's not comforting, at least to me. That's that's assuming that no one out there in the entire world, no country is going to say, you know what, screw this, let's do something entirely different. I mean, that's what America did in seventeen in the seventeen hundreds. Yeah. We said, screw this, it doesn't work. Somebody is going to do that at some point, and then we're screwed. Um, it's it's just not good. Uh, I want want to talk to you. I'm going to take a one minute break, and then I want to talk to you about um, what people should do for inflation. You, I thought you you have some really good tips for the average person, um, and uh, and then I want to talk to you about how to find a bank. How do you find the right bank? We'll do that here in uh, just a second. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, By the way, you want to understand what happened during COVID and the war on small business. Make sure you get Carol's book, The War on Small Business. Um, it, it outlines everything that, that happened and why they did it. Uh, let me tell you about American Financing. A lot more to mortgage refinance than just a lower rate. It's an opportunity to access uh, to access home equity, fund home improvements, maybe, and I highly recommend this, pay off high interest debt before the rates rise again. All of these things are more possible when you give American financing a call. 
American Financing, the only lender I have ever recommended. Their salary-based mortgage consultants are in it for you, not the bank. They're not getting kickbacks from the bank. Uh, You know, can you just push people into this? They don't do that. Make the call to American Financing today. A loan with them could change your financial future right now. You can skip up to two mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. Call American Financing, 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. Out of respect for our guest, I will not take another spoonful of the cake girl uh, cake that was sent to me on my birthday until, you know, our next commercial break. Uh, Carol, um, talk about what the average person needs to do right now or needs to think about right now to protect themselves from this coming inflation. Okay, I will, but I have to say I want to jump through that screen and have some of that cake because it looks absolutely amazing. You have to have – I've never – I grew up in a bakery. This is the greatest invention. It's cake in a – it's like – it's not a cupcake, but it's cake in like a jar or a cup, and it is so unbelievably good. Anyway. That's that's amazing. I appreciate the respect for not tempting me with that. (laughs) Uh, So it's really important if you are a family and you do not have a budget – that now is the time to make one. And you have to really look at your different expenses. If you have subscription services that you're not using, uh, normally I'm mm-hmm. able to cut out a couple hundred of those a year. Yeah, uh, if you have a, a trip that you think that you might be taking, you really need to dial back because we don't know where this inflation is going. You don't want to put yourself in a situation where you don't have the money um, to pay for you know, your typical goods and services or even our, your heating bill. I mean, who knows what that's going to end up looking like for this month um, i mean that's that really the- that's really one of the reasons we just talked to a guest a little while ago that's one of the reasons why um the prime minister of england is on the verge of losing his gig it's not just because of those parties the cost of energy is crippling england and it's happening all over the west it's about to happen yeah. here Yes, and thank God we've traded our oil pipes for crack pipes. That really helped us in the situation and (laughs) the entire world. Um, But yes, you're going to want to make a budget. You're going to want to see where you can call back and and save some money and put some away for emergency in case the inflation gets out of hand. The other thing that you want to do, and this is right out of the playbook that you outline in your book, The Great Reset, um, Glenn, the, the elites do not want you to own anything. They, they say you will own nothing and you will be happy. And so the way to combat that is to make sure that you own as much as possible. That means assets that are going to appreciate and value. So whether it's your own home, whether it's other home or land that you're able to rent out, whether it's building a business, whether it's stock options in somebody else's business, whether it's 401k matching from your employer to go out and continue to invest in high quality companies. Um, that's what you want to do. You need to have ownership. And of course, if things go south, um, guns, ammunition, and seeds are always mm-hmm. going to have <laughs> bartering right. value. And but you want to you want to have that tangible ownership because that's what creates wealth. And I also, you know, you said you want to you want to put some money away. Um, it, it, we're not at this point yet, but we um, could quickly get there. 
to think like the Germans did, and they were accused of hoarding early on. Just don't tell anybody you're doing it. When you go to the grocery store, buy extra of everything and put it away because your money will continue to lose value in the bank, but the food price will continue to go up. So the money you're losing in inflation, you're actually gaining in everything that you have to use every single day. Buy those things now and store them. Absolutely. I mean, especially the things that uh, aren't perishable, the perishable right. items, you know, it's not a, as, as much of an issue for. But you, if you do have that long term um, ability to store each day, your dollar's worth less and less. So it makes a lot of sense. OK, Carol, can you hold on for just I'm sorry to hold you over one more time, <laughs> but um, I, I do want you to talk about your bank's ESG score and yeah. activity, how you find that. And, you know, where do you go from there? Carol Roth, the author of The War on Small Business. And you can find her also at carolroth.com. Back in just a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. On 9-11, about 3,000 people were killed in a terrorist attack on American soil. And there was one group that got together and said, we've got to take care of these families. And it was... Tunnel to Towers Foundation. They have been supporting not only the families, they have they have expanded and they now uh, go to the soldiers that are wounded. Many of them just critically um, wounded, come back and they don't have limbs, etc., etc. They're all taken care of the not just the veterans, but also all of the cops. If a cop is shot in the line of duty, Tunneled Towers is the foundation that comes and takes the mortgage pressure off of that family to make sure that the family doesn't have any more trauma. This is a class act of people. Tunnel to Towers Foundation. I would like to ask you to donate $11 a month at T2T.org. T, the number two, T.org. $11 a month maybe a couple of cups of uh, coffee but it will really help heal those who fight for you every day check out my show pat gray unleashed every weekday live seven to nine eastern or anytime anywhere you get your podcast we're talking to carol roth um carol BlackRock, a company that most people a year ago had no idea it even existed. Now, more and more people know about it, and it is trending on Twitter today. This is a company that has just absorbed Barclays, J.P. Morgan. I mean, this is the powerhouse of hedge funds now and really setting the pace for all of this horrible wicked stuff that is happening with esg etc they're they're uh trending today is it because of their stance on crypto that is making them trend yeah so blackrock is interesting you know one of the biggest most powerful companies in the world they are the biggest asset manager they have around 10 trillion in assets under management uh, per their last report and they have well they haven't announced but it has been announced and they're sort of shuffling around uh, on whether it's true or not that they are going to be getting into the crypto trading business. So they have an online platform and they're going to allow 
um, their institutional clients to trade crypto. And it sounds like potentially use it for lending. It was unclear on whether they will be their clients will be able to pledge crypto as collateral or they whether they would be able to get a loan to buy crypto or maybe both. But that's what's got Twitter. OK, this so morning. here's the problem. They are involved with every central bank in the West. I mean, they are, they have $20 trillion of just central bank money that they control and invest. They are now investing for the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve, the Treasury, they have two heads of their company, former heads of their company, in with the Treasury. One is, another one is an advisor for the president, the chief economic advisor. The other one is for the chief economic advisor for the, for the vice president. So they're everywhere. The government is currently and the Treasury going after cryptocurrency. <laughs> what how how does this make sense? Uh, there's sort of the simple answer, and then there's you know, sort of the hypothetical answer. The simple answer is money that they're institutional clients, and they have, as I said, uh, you know, the, the most assets under management in the world. If the institutional clients are demanding it, they don't want to risk those clients going elsewhere. Mm. So, if you know that they want to be part of the money play, but I think that there's also um, something else going on, and whether it's the government going after cryptocurrency, whether it's it's um, potentially creating a digital dollar instead of an open source crypto um, currency. If you are BlackRock right now, you are on the outside of crypto looking in. But if you all of a sudden become a significant player, what does that give you? That gives you access to information and information is power and information is money. And so they will have that really bird's eye view of what's happening, what the demand is, who's trading and how it's being traded. And that could be very instrumental in potentially helping to shape policy. So that would be, again, I, don't, I have no knowledge of this. Yeah, 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 just, I know. You know, Carol sort of going through the, the strategic, yeah, the strategic yeah. rum and thinking sure. that you know if I were if I were interested in weighing in on this I would certainly want to have better access to information and what better access to information if than if I control that information uh, we're talking to Carol Roth a former investment banker she calls herself a recovering investment <laughs> banker and she cares deeply about um, our country and Main Street and the regular person and trying to get the word out on what is coming uh, and I so appreciate you Carol um, I have been giving the advice, get to a savings and loan or get to a local, local, local bank that keeps their loans local and invests in the local community. Get away from anything ESG. A lot of people are, you know, writing to me and going, Glenn, I, I mean, I don't know what I'm even looking for. I don't know how to judge these banks. Can you help? Absolutely. Well, definitely everybody has a different financial profile. So you need to make the decisions that are best for you based on your goals, objectives, risk, all those kinds of things. But I also have been getting, since talking to you and the fact that you're highlighting this in your book, The Great Reset, uh, a lot of inquiries from people saying, you know, I'm interested in staying away from these financial institutions that are very heavy into ESG. I don't know how to research it. So I wrote a piece for The Blaze. And what you have to understand is that 
that there are a handful of institutions and individuals who are driving this. And there are a whole bunch of others that are sort of jumping on the bandwagon and really have no idea what it means either, but they want a virtue signal about it. If this is something that is important to a company, they are going to advertise it because they think they're the good guys. They think that they are doing the right thing and they think that you care about this um, in the opposite way that you probably care about this. So the best thing to do is to take a look first at their website to see if they have any mentions of ESG or other words that are like ESG, things like socially responsible investing or sustainable mm-hmm. investing. That becomes a clue. But a lot of companies don't update their websites that often. So you're also going to want to do a you know a quick internet search, um, look at press releases and look at articles. And again, don't jump to conclusions, but use this to help to inform you how you know how serious do they seem about it. You can check their social media accounts. Is this something that they're putting out on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook? Again, if it's really important to them, those are the kinds of places they're going to want to be showing it off that they're a quote unquote great citizen. Um, And then you can also ask for their own financial institution annual report. You can ask if they have an ESG report and you can ask their representatives. Is this something that's important to you as, as an organization? And if it hasn't made it down to the representatives again to say, oh, yes, this is something that's important. It doesn't guarantee that it's not floating around somewhere, but you know that it's not um, an important tenant. And frankly, I would I advise will, people, I, I, Hang ahead. on just a sec. I will tell you that we had, and I won't mention the bank, uh, one of the big banks that is a driver of this tell us a year ago, no, it's nothing. It's none of that. Really? So, I mean, that's at the highest level um said we don't we yes we have it on our website i mean there's also a lot of smoke and mirrors so you really have to you just have to use your gut on this absolutely and what i would say is we need to use our voices and make it make it known because again corporations um, tend to run in risk cycles. They think this is something that people are interested in. Most of them have no idea what it even means. And so if they hear from more people, they don't want it. That is going to impact their decision making. So if you leave for this reason, if you're comfortable to put your name on it, great. If not, do it anonymously or do it as part of a group. But you should be writing to banks and say, I pulled my money because I don't believe in this. I believe you should be focused on financial centric decisions and all of this other stuff is nonsense. Sense. Mm-hmm. So the more feedback that you can give, um, you know, I think the better chance we have to stop it, stop it because you know, the virtue signaling only goes so far. But at the end of the day, if it starts to impact profits, that's going to change things uh, pretty substantially. Yeah. And I would tweet your letter. I would tweet your information and I would come up with a hashtag, you know, whatever the bank is, ESG. Uh, and so people can follow it and others can join you. That will make them uncomfortable. And if they're not dedicated to it, you're right. They will begin to fold. And I would even add, do hashtag no ESG, because if they think that it's just ESG, they may think that you're actually pro it and you'll get a conflation of people who are, but, but make it super clear. No ESG. Got it. Um, anything to say about how you pick a bank or a credit union credit union, the best place to put your money now. 
I mean, again, it's very dependent on the individual. I mean, the great thing about a credit credit union is that you are not just a customer, but when you take on an account, you become a member. So you actually get a vote and a say on, on the direction of the business. And that you know can be very important. The trade-off when you go to an institution like that is that it may have a um, less robust technical interface or it may have fewer products and services. So you have to marry what do you need to manage your finance with you know your your key values and find that right fit for you. The most important thing, if you're looking at you know whether it's a, a local financial institution, a credit union, is just to make sure that you do have that insurance. And most of the, them do. Uh, a credit union is insured by a different group than FDIC. It's a credit union administration, the NCUA, and they have the same limits. It's I think about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars per account. So you want to make sure each account uh, to, to, that you have the high class problem that it doesn't go over right. that limit um but uh but you want to make sure that they're insured Dude. and then you can look into their history to make sure that they don't have um, a large amount of, of loans that are in default because that's sort of a key indicator of a bank that could potentially have problems so, or financial institution that have, could have problems i know with the new law after uh oh, the 08 crash they changed it so the the depositor is the is the last in the line to get their money. Okay. The bank can use those deposits to pay everybody else off and you're the last in line because the government covers covers it. Um, is is that true with credit unions like banks? Do you know? You know, I don't have sort of the um, the ins and outs of that, but you know, the less complex the financial institution, um, you know, the, the less you have to worry about sort of those right. lines, right? You know, if they're not doing crazy things like derivatives and, and crazy right. loans and whatnot, um, you know, the, the more simple and straightforward, you know, the higher up in the pecking order you're going to end up being. But the most important thing is that that money is insured um, by the government, you know, at least for the time being, that still has you know, some modicum of, uh, of help and, and should give you some comfort. Um, the time you expect interest rates to start to move. So there is a March meeting that's coming up. And I think for the Fed to keep credibility, they probably have to do the first rate hike. Then there is a discussion on whether that is a quarter of a basis point or half a basis point, which is a or 25 basis points or 50 basis points, which is a quarter of a percent or half a percent. Um, I think likely 25 basis points, but it could be as much as, as 50. And then we'll have to look at their language to see how they're going to telegraph it for the rest of the year. I mean, some people on Wall Street at this point are, are expecting maybe up to six hikes this year, uh, which will really throw the, the stock market and potentially the economy into jitters. I personally think they're between a rock and a hard place because they don't want the interest rates to rise because of the interest that we have to pay on our $30 trillion of national debt. I think they're going to do everything in their, their power to maintain that credibility of doing something, but doing the least amount possible. So I'm more in the camp of maybe three. If we have 5% interest rate, how much of our federal budget goes to paying for that $30 trillion every, every month? So it's probably out of every dollar that you give the government, uh, about 30 cents of every dollar will go to servicing interest if we get back to a normalized interest rate of 5%, which is the whole reason, by the way, Glenn, why they have depressed interest rates to this you know, zero level for so long. Correct. Because they're running cover for the government.
Carol, thank you so much for all of your work and uh, her article on banks. And uh, she's written a, f- a couple of articles and going to be writing a lot more for Blaze.com. Uh, How to Research Your Bank's ESG Activity, uh, theblaze.com. Her name is Carol Roth. You can find her at carolroth.com. Uh, you can also find her book, The War on Small Business, uh, wherever books are sold. Thank you, Carol. Appreciate it. Happy birthday. Ah, thank you very much. All right, Tuttle Twins books. Like most parents, I'm sure you're concerned that your kids are fill- getting their heads filled with something uh, that you're like, what? And then TikTok and YouTube, all our kids are on technology and nonsense abounds. Uh, if it were just that, it would be bad enough. But kids are also being exposed to other bad information, and it is coming from our public schools. The best way to fight bad information is by embracing good information. You can't just say, don't listen to that. Uh, well, it just doesn't work that way. You need to teach them the way the world really works. And the Tuttle Twins books are the best the best they teach amazing lessons about how the country was founded its guiding principles the free market system the necessity for small government every house should have the tuttle twins books 35 percent discount off the normal price they're giving away a copy of their magazine plus all 12 activity books for free right now until friday night that's the last night they're going to do it it's tuttletwinsbeck.com get the deal 35% off all of the other bonuses as well. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at GlennBeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, I just have to play this because the the idea of what it is to be an American is so upside down right now. Here is Morning Joe uh, at MSNBC talking about individualism. Listen. Coming together in a Cold War. Uh, our parents grew up at a time where there was rationing to win World War II, uh, where, where everybody uh, had to come together uh, during the Great Depression. Uh, and that's now evolved into, uh, and I'll say it on the left and on the right, just this is frail people who, uh, you know, they're, they're so consumed by this hyper individualism, which, of course, uh, the right always attacked the hippie culture in the, the late 1960s for this hyper individualism. Uh, and now, uh, as as Kevin Williamson uh, writes, uh, the it's conservatives who are now having their, quote, hippie moment. Hyper individualism. Do what you want to do. Uh, no common good. Nothing that's spelled out even in, 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 in the, the preamble of the Constitution. There's nothing about the common good. It's all hyper individualism. I have my right to do what I want to do. I don't give a damn about anybody else's oh. what they're saying. You and mean it is no. something Just that is stop. tearing this You mean com- like uh, putting a cross in urine? I don't care. Uh, like my body, my choice. I don't care about the baby's rights. You mean that kind of hyper? And it doesn't do any good? This hyper individualism doesn't do any good? No. It stands against the collective, which is the exact opposite of America. It is the collective is Pol Pot, China, Russia, 
Germany, uh, Mussolini, Venezuela. That's the collective. No thank you, Cuba. No thank you. We have always believed in the power of the individual and government is there to protect our individual rights. Yeah, we believe in individualism and we're not ashamed of it. And we also are the most charitable group of people to ever, ever be on Earth. Why? Because we choose to. The more you take from us and the more you say you can't do that, the government will take the harder it becomes for us to do the right thing. There's something really cool that is happening. And people will look at it as this is a catastrophe. I just think it's cool. I think it's really cool. Uh, and I actually think it it lines up uh, with my feeling of what's going to solve all of this. Uh, and it, it, it just happened last week. It began to happen last week. I, I'll explain in 60 seconds. Where do you see yourself and your family in the next year, financially or otherwise? The next five years. Are you doing okay in that mental picture? I mean, I can't even for with the with with inflation rising seven and a half percent in the last year, a 40-year high, and we know that number is bogus. We know if we would look at it the way we did uh, back in the 1990s, before they started you know, messing with everything just to make the government look better, we're at about 13% inflation. We're at about 16% inflation if you look at it the way... You know, 42 years ago, this is the highest inflation in 42 years. Yeah, you're going to have to go back a little farther than that, little muskrat, if uh, you calculate it the way we did 40 years ago. Uh, This is really remarkable, what is happening. So what are you doing? Where do you see yourself? I can safely say I have absolutely no idea where I see myself in five years. We could all be living under a bridge together. Uh, American Financing. Call them right now. Get your mortgage and your high-interest debt off your books get the lowest rates you can pay off those high interest debts right now call american financing 800-906-2440 800-906-2440 or go to americanfinancing.net american financing nmls 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org okay
Now, I know nobody cares about the sun because the sun doesn't affect us at all. Global warming, all of these things, solar flares, that's crazy people talk. Okay. Um, Let me give you a story that broke last week, and I'll bet you you didn't hear about it. SpaceX is feeling the pinch of that solar threat this week. Now, when I first read this, I went, what solar threat this week, right? Yeah, I didn't hear about it. The company expects to lose nearly a full launch worth of Starlink Internet satellites. Okay, so they launched like 49 of these. Last week, 40 fell to the earth in a fiery flame. 40. That seems kind of catastrophic, doesn't it? It's mm-hmm. kind of like, eh, we got eight left. Kind of a big deal. I didn't hear about it. You know, there are so many things going on. Well, here's what happened. There was a, stole, a solar storm. Now, Pat, how many times have we heard in our lifetimes? I'm 58 today, right? Yes. 58 today. Happy birthday again. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm 58 today. Yep. Satellites have been going up my whole entire life. Yours too. Uh-huh. How many times have you heard about those solar flares causing 10 satellite, one satellite falling to a fiery death? I don't think I've ever heard. Of I don't think I've ever heard it either. Maybe, maybe one, maybe I'm, I can't mm-hmm. recall it, but I'd like to give my you know memory, you know, or like this with 40. I just didn't hear about it. Um, and so 40 of them falling seems kind of like a big deal. But these storms are not uncommon, space weather experts explained to CNBC. And they're only expecting to worsen over the next few years Mm. because the sun started a new 11-year solar cycle in December of 2019 and is now ramping to a solar maximum that is expected to hit in 2025. Wow. Okay. Now, uh, the reason why solar storms have not been a big deal is for the past three or four years, we've been at what we call a solar minimum. Okay, so for the past three or four years, we've been at a solar minimum. Can you explain the other 55 years of my life? Uh, what, what's happening about that? Notably, the recent solar minimum coincides with a massive spike in the number of satellites in low Earth orbit. About 4,000 small satellites have been launched in the past four years. A lot of these are commercial ventures, and they don't understand how significant space weather can affect satellites. I know. I hear this all the time from people who launch satellites. Space weather? Why didn't somebody tell me about space weather? Right? I mean, the people who are launching satellites, it's not like they do that all the time. It's not like there's a lot of math involved. It's not like you're taking something out of the Earth's atmosphere and putting it in the way of direct space weather. I can see how Elon Musk missed this. I mean, he's not a very bright dude when it comes to science, you know, and he's so busy going to Mars that he probably hasn't even thought of space weather. You know what I mean? 
Right? right? Am I right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay, so that's the story you'll get from the press. However, I and my team are geeks. Total and complete geeks. About six years ago, maybe, on this program, and I have followed this because I've been fascinated by this theory my whole life. Um, it's called Polar Shift. And we talked about it about six years ago. The poles are moving, and it happens every 12,000 years. Well, the good news is we're not at 12,000. We're not close to 12,000. We're at 12,500. Okay, so we're overdue for Mm -hmm. a polar shift. Now, there's two parts to this, and I'm only going to get into one. The magnetic poles now are probably more like 10 o'clock and 4 o'clock. Okay, the magnetic poles. We don't really know for sure what happens and when the tipping point is, but they basically just go, and when they hit this tipping point, then the South Pole is was the North Pole, and the North Pole is now the South Pole. Or maybe the... Uh, West Pole is now the South Pole, and the uh, and the East Pole is now the North Pole. We don't know for sure what's going to happen. We just know kind of a big deal, okay? Um, yeah, because it's the magnetic force that protects the Earth from the sun. Exactly right. So, how could a small solar uh, storm, when... These satellites are all built, well, except for the ones Elon Musk made, because he just doesn't understand space. Uh, They're all built to withstand storms that are a thousand times stronger. Okay. And we're going to have those storms soon. We have in the past. It's normal. We will have storms that are 500, 800, a thousand times more powerful than this. The reason why is because our magnetic field, because our poles are changing, is so weakened now that those storms are coming all the way through and coming and hitting the low Earth orbit where our magnetic field had those things bouncing off before. So I've had this theory for a while. Now, this is where it gets this is where it becomes Glenn, weirdo Glenn stuff. Okay, this is we are no longer talking science, and I know that's what you come for on this show: deep, deep science. Uh, but I have said for how long, Pat, uh, that when what we have expected comes, you know, this global new world order. How are you going to solve this? And I have said for at least a decade, I think it's going to be solved the way that um, God solved uh, the Tower of Babel. What happened at the Tower of Babel? Tower of Babel, the elites got together and said, let's build a tower to the sky. Actually, they said, let's make bricks and build a tower that will reach the sky. And the bricks, God makes stones, meaning individuals. Everybody is different. Dictators, authoritarianism, 
the other people make everyone exactly the same. You will comply. You will believe this. You will say this and only this. You become a brick. So when when Nimrod said we're going to build a tower to the sky, what he meant was or when he said we're going to make bricks, we're going to make everybody exactly the same and they will toe the line. Basically slaves. And then we're going to take those people and they're going to build this tower to the sky and we will be all powerful. Okay. So if you know about um, oral history, if you have a good rabbi, oral history uh, will tell you, Jewish oral history will tell you that there are many faces of God, the angry, vengeful God, the compassionate God. And I don't know the one that wants candy. I I don't know. But um, the. The one that came down for the power of uh, Tower of Babel is the compassionate God. He wasn't mad at the people. He was compassionate. He saw what was happening to them. And so what did he do to destroy the power of Babel? What did he do? He confused their language so they couldn't understand one another anymore. And I thought to myself about 10 years ago, as I'm thinking, how are we going to get past what is coming? I thought, you know, our language is not English. Man's language now is ones and zeros. Massive solar storms work as EMPs. You lose just, I mean, let's just talk about the satellites. You just lose our satellites, our low Earth satellites. I think GPS satellites are low Earth. They now have to, because our poles are changing so fast, they now have, they usually, I think, were changed every 10 years or five years, and now they have to be changed every year because the poles are changing, so the GPS is off. And so they have to constantly change them now. Uh when we start losing things like GPS, when we start losing things just in space, let alone an EMP, our language of ones and zeros doesn't work anymore. Do we understand each other anymore? Can our society remember God said, if they can do this, they'll be able to do anything. We're now talking about artificial life, man creating life, artificial life, artificial intelligence. The guys I know in Silicon Valley believe artificial intelligence is life because they don't believe in the soul. They don't believe in God. They, don't, they, they believe that they are going to create life. If they can do that, they can do anything. And almost anything and everything is being done now, all with ones and zeros. When we get quantum computing up to speed, which is soon, soon, almost anything can be done. I, I don't bring up the, the polar shift. I, I'm really interested in the polar shift. I've, I've been fascinated by it since I was a kid. Um, and I don't bring it up as a catastrophe. Oh, my gosh, we're all going to die. No, I mean, maybe. I mean, no, let me rephrase that. Yes, all of us do die in the end. I think we die at different times. I hope so. Um, and not from, you know, solar flares or a polar shift. But I, it is, I found it interesting 
that the first thing these solar rays are going to do are start affecting our satellites. Because I've never seen that before, at least like this. Our magnetic field is getting weak. This might be a really good thing. I mean, not for us, but I mean, really good, good thing for humans and yeah. freedom. Right, because when you look at the oppression and the shutting down of people uh, and how far advanced the governments are now as compared to 70 years ago when when we had real oppressive regimes. This and, is Hitler's dream. Oh, yeah, I just... Look I what mean, they can do to China with a billion-plus people. They know where everybody is at all times. They, you know, the World Economic Forum says about the Great Reset, we will know what you do, what you want to do, where you spend your money, where you spend your time, what you think, and even what you dream about. You are taking humans, God's, you know, creation that he wanted to be free and individual, and you're taking them and you are controlling them in the most evil way. I just don't think he stands for that. Yeah. And we've brought all the, the devices willingly into our home that allows them to do all these yeah. all these things. And the only thing that frees people from that electronic mm. cage is a global yeah. EMP. Yeah. Uh, all right. Just some interesting thing that you, mm-hmm. if you have a geek friend, you might want to share. Okay. Let me tell you about Goldline. What does the world return to when, uh, you know, things go crazy? Today, we got some pretty important news on the inflation, that inflation has risen 7.5% over the last year, which implies what, Pat? That if it's arisen 7.5% from last year and it had a big month this year, that's not the real inflation. That's the average over the year. When we start dropping off those averages at the beginning of the year when inflation wasn't happening, you're going to start seeing real inflation numbers. You're already feeling them. So what do you do? The hedge against inflation is something called, hear me out, gold or silver. It is the stuff that has the world has always come back to when the world has gone crazy. Free gold and silver for the first time being offered together as a special with a purchase of historic $5 gold Indian and $5 gold Liberty coins. Goldline is uh, now just giving them as a special when you buy those two coins, you will get free gold and silver. Check the special out right now. Call 866-GOLDLINE. I know these people, they're not going to high pressure you. They're just going to uh, ask you what you know, what you need to know, and do your own homework. Don't buy anything today. Uh, although I, I would I would pick up the pace maybe just a bit. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Oh, yeah. Uh, by the way, I had um, Andrew Clavin on my podcast. It, uh, it is out today for Blaze subscribers. And it is, 
it's just a very different podcast. You know, Andrew, you know, Andrew Clavin. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He is one of the most fascinating guys. He is the host of the Andrew Clavin show. He's a novelist, a best-selling author. He's a screenwriter, a playwright, winner of the Edgar Award. And Edgar is, I mean, Edgar could beat the snot out of Oscar. So <laughs> I think it's a better award. Anyway, he's got a book out called Truth and Beauty, the English Romantic Poets and the Gospels. And when I saw that, I thought, that's something that everyone wants to hear right there. I mean, who, who doesn't want to spend an hour <laughs> just talking about the English romance poets? And so I started the interview with that. Convince me I should even think about reading this book. He had me at hello. He, he has taken um, and looked at the... What was happening in England and France right after the French Revolution and how these English romance poets were trying to fix the problem. And it's the same problem we're dealing with right now. And they were trying to figure things out. And how do we sell this to people? How do we tell people? He said it is it is the gospel. He was he we talked about Frankenstein. Uh, We talk. I mean, it is fascinating fascinating he is somebody that if i were putting together a dinner party and i'm like who are the most interesting people i could invite andrew clavin would be first on my list honestly he is fantastic you want to hear this podcast uh today a podcast i don't even know what they named the podcast oh this is where cancel culture comes from yeah we did talk about that but i mean it's all about his English romantic poet book that comes out. <laughs> I would have never thought it would be interesting. It's fascinating. Fascinating. You're going to love this podcast. You can watch it now on Blaze TV. It'll also be available everywhere, wherever you get your podcast on Saturday. The Glenn Back Program. Okay, we're down to just a couple of days before Valentine's Day. Can uh, you... Can you hear the clock ticking in the background? Yes. I think you just heard it, Glenn. Yes, I did. I haven't done uh, anything. I hate this. Well, it's the last week for uh, you to save 60% on Genucel's most popular package for Valentine's Day. The last week and the last couple of days. Don't wait too long and miss out. From now until Valentine's, you can get the brand new Genucel anti-aging primer for a radiant glow at a flawless finish. Free with every order of Genucel's most popular package. GenuCell's new primer uses botanical extracts that will deeply hydrate and brighten your finished look. It's a secret to their success, the goodness that we all love. And it makes the absolutely perfect gift to give your sweetheart. Guys, I can't stress this enough. If you're looking to get a luxury gift for that special woman in your life, this is what you need to be getting. She's going to love it. Because who doesn't like something that cuts back those pesky aging signs visit genucell.com enter the special promo code beck35 for an extra 20 percent off at checkout last couple of days genucell.com genucell.com all right make sure you uh grab the new audiobook of the great reset and order your hardbound copy audiobook available now So, was it yesterday was the 
final episode of Boba Fett? Yeah, I wasn't sure, though. It is the finale of the season. I think it's the finale. Ah, yeah. Darn it. It just got phenomenal. Unbelievable. The last three episodes of this season were fantastic. My son had to convince me to watch it. Yeah. He had to convince uh-huh. me to watch it because I'm like... Boba Fett. Boba Fett. That's how I really, was. And I'm so done with the whole Star Wars <laughs> thing. And I'm like, yeah, I got it. And we watched The Mandalorian, which I liked, but really only for Baby Yoda. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so I'm like, okay, I'll watch Boba Fett, a character I don't care about at all. Oh, my gosh. Is that a good show? Yeah. Such a good show. I don't want to give away any spoilers, but I will tell you and without saying who or what there is um there is a whole episode that is cgi that if you don't if you didn't grow up with star wars you have you'll you'd have no concept that that is all cgi that the people that are in that scene are not people it's it's the it's most incredible. phenomenal thing I have ever seen. And to feature a CGI character for so long oh, and make it look authentic. And no at no part. I, Rafe and I were watching it and we, I said, hang on, hang on, roll that back. Tanya, come here. You got to see this. And I told her what she was going to see. And she's like, uh-huh. She walked up to the television and she was looking at it. She's like, oh, my gosh. None of that is real. And I'm like, nope, nothing. You'd have (laughs) no idea. It shows you how powerful deep fakes are going to get. Because literally, it it is, even if you don't watch the show, it's worth watching just that episode because the technology is crazy. They did something like that in The Mandalorian that was like, for for its last, last show. Last show? Uh, yeah. The last show, I think, of the first or second, whatever. Uh, last show of the season, they had a CGI character. And you're like, oh, okay. And it, it didn't really fit the yeah. voice with the mouth and all that. And so there was a kid that was on YouTube that said, I can do better than that. And so he and his friends got together and created CGI that was better than that. And Disney got a hold of him and hired him on the spot. Unbelievable. And he's the one who did this new CGI. You're kidding me. No. He, that's oh, why I got to get him on the so air. Good. This ge- I'm yeah. telling you, because that was one of the things. First of all, the voice is not the voice of uh, the actor today. Right. Because the voice, you know, he didn't change. He's changed. He's older. older. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I don't know how they recreated the voice mm-hmm. and the lips and everything. No creepy valley stuff. I'm telling you, you are not there. How do you not use that to put somebody into a scene, you know, just a video thing, mm-hmm. all grainy even, mm-hmm. or, you know, in 4K? How do you not at some point put some politician or some world leader saying something that causes a world war or causes a destruction of that politician? And it's not real, but you won't believe you won't believe it. It's so incredible what you, can be done. You said many years ago, uh, there you will come won't, a time. There will come a time when you don't believe your own eyes. Yeah, we're here, and we certainly are. Yeah, we're at that point yeah. now. We haven't had, uh, we haven't had it used. Well, yeah, we have. I saw a a video of 
maybe it was Tom Cruise. Uh, Tom Cruise, you know those videos that come out about Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there, maybe it wasn't him. It was somebody, and he was playing a guitar. And I'm like, hmm. holy cow! I didn't know this guy could play the guitar like that. <laughs> no, and it wasn't him. No, it wasn't him. It wasn't him. And you just see these things, you know, and you have no idea. That's not him. That's not him. Yeah. No idea. Weird. Weird. Now, I wish I could say this wasn't true. You know, the um, uh, the uh, the Biden administration just released twenty five billion dollars, unfroze twenty five billion dollars of Iranian money so they could have that this week. Right. With nothing in return. Yeah, a shocking video captured an Iranian man grinning as he walked through the streets of Iran, uh, clutching the severed head of his 17-year-old wife, whom he had decapitated in an honor killing. Uh, So, I mean, he forced her to marry him when she was 12. She's now 17, and she was suffering a domestic abuse. But uh, the picture shows him holding the saw and the blood on his hands and carrying his wife's head in the street. And, you know, everything's okay because, you know, he has a right to do that. That's great. I'm glad we uh, empowered those people. By the way, have you been watching 1883? It's incredible. Right? Doesn't that give you a completely new understanding of of pioneers and people sure who does. came here and the price they pay oh. to move to the west oh my gosh really if you're not something. watching 1883 you should i think it's i mean uh sheridan what's his name taylor sheridan, taylor sheridan wrote it it's like poetry her diary kind of stuff yeah. is beautiful he has written some amazing, amazing. things. Yeah. He's writing like five different shows I right know. now. He is truly remarkable, really remarkable. He writes Yellowstone, produces it, and 1883. And there's another one called Kingstown or something that oh, people rave about. I haven't seen, seen that. It. Mm. It's pretty dark, I think, according to Jeffy. <laughs> pretty dark. Pretty dark. According yeah. to Jeffy? According to Jeffy, it's wow. dark. As the Prince yeah. of Darkness, that's pretty dark. <laughs> yeah, that says something. Yeah. Uh, so um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm watching this thing, and... If you're not watching it, you should. It's, I mean, it's foul language and, you know, yada, yada. But it is, it's, it, it will give you a whole new understanding of what life was like out West in the 1800s. These, these people mm-hmm. are coming in, you know, from Germany and, and everywhere else, which you get a new understanding of what German life was like back then. You yeah. know, you were forbidden to swim. You couldn't swim. It was against the law. And so when they come over here, I know, crazy, right? What a weird thing. I know. Um, and, uh, you know, when they come over here and they got to cross the Red River, they don't swim. They've never been in water. They don't know. Mm-hmm. They, they come over having no idea what the West is like. And we think we know what the West is like. Uh, if it was anything like 1883... I would have gotten right back on that train and gone back to one of those stinky cities. No question. I mean. Just too hard. Sorry, not going to do it. Yeah. And unknown. Just everything is unknown. And you have no idea if you're going to make it from one day to the next. Because anything can happen. Anything can happen. Bandits, weather, uh, your cattle stolen, your Cattle die. Uh, you run out of food. The snow comes too early. It's you have no idea. 
seems like you have virtually no chance no to chance. survive. No chance to survive. Those people, I mean, I've always, uh, the one the one thing that I do know is I had a, a German great-great-grandmother who came over uh, the plains and ended in uh, Montana. And the only story I know about her is that along the way, somehow or another, her eye was poked out. And the story is, is that she was just such a badass that she wiped the blood off her face and was like, keep going. <laughs> You're like, okay. And she looks like the kind of, we have one picture of her and she looks like the kind of woman that would do that. Okay, She looks fierce. And now I really understand that's what it took. Yeah. You wouldn't be going. You wouldn't have survived if you weren't like that. Yeah, that trip was not for the soft. Or <laughs> no. the, it wasn't for you and no, me. No, 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 I don't like, know if it's for anyone that I know today except Navy <laughs> SEALs. You right. know what I mean? Yes. It was only yeah. for the guys that could, I mean, the, the guys in 1883 that are uh, shepherding are, you know, pretty much guys who just want to die because, you know, they were in the Civil War and it was so bad and everything else that they're just like what the hell i'm gonna die anyway let's do this uh but it would take kind of that person i don't know anybody who was like you know what would be fun i've always wanted to and then go through it and go that was great i'm gonna go back and get some friends and do it again (laughs) that's insanity all right so a couple of shows that you should you should watch uh, all right, um, back in just a second. Let me tell you about Relief Factor. Anne wrote in. She said, my grandchildren were coming for an extended stay. And, uh, w- you know, whenever they come, I end up with eh, really uh, intense knee pain. Takes one to two weeks to recover from. That's weird because sometimes when family comes to visit me, I end up with such a pain in my and my neck it's no really yeah they have to go it's like grandpa's getting a real pain in his ass right now and maybe (laughs) anyway she said uh, so last resort i decided to try relief factor my knee pain is nearly gone last night i slept all night without having to apply topical uh medicine for the first time in eight years thank you so much for telling me about relief factor and you are welcome. The three-week quick start developed for people just like you, 1995. It's a dollar a day. It's a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. That tells you everything you need to know. Works for about 70% of the people. Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. 1-800-4-RELIEF. Or ReliefFactor.com. Order it now. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. The Glenn Back Program. So I just got off the air and I said, you need to watch the Harlan Coben series on Netflix. And Sarah said, fantastic. I didn't know you were, I didn't know you were a fan too. You know, he's a friend. He's been on the show. Yeah. He's been on the show several times. I love his books. Uh, Hmm. I had no idea he was doing stuff with like the BBC and now Netflix all over the world. And his, what are the, what are some of the names of the shows? The Stranger. 
really good, really good. They're like eight uh, episodes, and you will not be able to figure out even what's really happening until the last episode. And it, they're just, they're spellbinding, spellbinding. The Woods. Really good. Stay Close. Really good. Uh, Unchance the Prop. That one? What is that uh, one? I don't know that it's one. It's in a different language, apparently. Yeah. Safe. Really good. And The Innocent. Very good. Uh, so Very good. There, these are, mean, so these are like murder mystery kind of things? Kind of. Uh, they, they, they start out, you know, just like every day, you know, and then something happens. Either somebody is murdered or some something, some, you know, they get a letter from their past or something. And you it, it's just like everybody's secret life. And it starts out with one person and then. You know, by the second episode, there's a connection to somebody else completely unrelated, or at least you think. And and then he just weaves like six lives together that seemingly are completely disconnected. Hmm. And it's just am I am I describing this oh, right? Absolutely. Without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, it is. They're incredible. They're the best murder mysteries. I've they are as good uh, in a different way. As Sherlock. Would you agree with that? I don't watch that. Oh, my gosh. Sherlock was great. Sherlock was That was great. really good. It's in a different class. The BBC thing. Yeah, Sherlock is in a different class. Cumberbun was starring. Yeah, because yeah. Cinnamon Bun was in it. And, uh, he, you know, he's fantastic. So it's a different class. But you know how you just are watching that and you're like, what the heck is happening? Mm-hmm. This is over eight episodes, and you'll just are they connected or are they all standalone? They're all standalone. They're all based on books of his, and so they're mm-hmm. like you know six to eight episodes each. Uh, and I, I mean, I just I I've I just he is my favorite writer of television now because I've never seen television that good far as writing. We're in the golden age. We are television right now because of streaming and all the different options. And remember, they said, you know, these people who are like free the Internet. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, take your free the Internet. I got it right here for you. (laughs) Right. Um, But look what's happened. Look what's happened. Amazing. Yeah. And if they would leave other people alone and they Mm. wouldn't throttle people. Yeah. Can you imagine what it would be like? Uh, But Mm -hmm. yeah, you're right. It is the golden age in in every respect. And. You're seeing things like I've watched shows from Germany and whatever. And if you can stand watching the subtitles, they're really good. Yeah. They're really good. Do you remember what a joke the BBC was back in the 60s and 70s? It was terrible Terrible. TV. Terrible. Terrible. And now it's brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant. I watched something the other day. Uh, I think it was one of these Harlan Cobins, and I think it was from Germany. Uh, and I said to Tanya, I think it's The Woods. And I said to Tanya, I've never seen cinematography like this on television. I mean, it is mm. so far beyond. It's weird. It's almost like their lips actually match the English that you're hearing. Oh, I didn't watch it in English. Well, no, they're they're speaking in a different language. Or, oh. But like you're reading it and it looks like their mouth is matching the words. Like it, huh. it's not like Godzilla, you know, when you're <laughs> yeah, like, it's oh not man, like that is crazy. Yeah, but I, I will tell you, watch it in the original language and just read the subtitles. But mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's 
filmmaking for television in thing in ways that I mean we are just mm. we are golden age. I mean, 1883 does that too. The cinematography is yes. oh my gosh outrageous, and in- the lead character oh my gosh is she beautiful? Oh yeah, the 17 year old, yeah, 18 and whatever. I she don't is. know what kind of accent she's supposed to have, some sort of an American accent. Yeah, but she plays that role. She's a Disney actress, and she plays that role perfectly. Absolutely, yeah, she's awesome. She is great, and actress. so is. Uh, Faith Hill yeah, and Tim McGraw's good. Yeah, I mean, mean, they're really—it's a good cast. Yeah, it is. It is. I think they're all going to die by the end of it. There's only going to be one, I think, that yeah. makes it. That is like, oh, now I'm all alone here in the woods. That's because I just ate the Indians <laughs> because I had to eat. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen in this thing, but anyway. We will uh, see you tomorrow on radio tonight. Don't miss Andrew Clavin, the podcast, available now for all the Blaze TV subscribers. It's fascinating and will get you to solutions on what's happening in your life today. This is the Glenn Beck Program.